Hello and welcome to the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Tauber. I'm an award-winning personal stylist who's actually been in the business now for 17 years. I specialize in elevating professional women, entrepreneurs, and women in business with their personal brand. These podcasts are about sharing my hints and tips. And along the way, I'm super excited to welcome guests who will be sharing their star stories, their expert advice. And I'm also going to be showcasing some brands that I know you are going to love. So if you're a lady who lacks time, struggles to put an outfit together, wears the same things time and time again, and doesn't want the hassle to find something new when shopping, you will absolutely enjoy this podcast. I really hope you love the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. Hello and welcome to episode 59 of the podcast, The Pocket Stylist. I'm Lisa Talbot and today I'm really lucky because I am joined by Aileen Lane, who is a business mentor to personal stylists. Now, I have watched this lady for a couple of years um, and I've listened to her and I've read your posts on LinkedIn. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you. So um, hello, Aileen. How are you? I am brilliant, Lisa, and it's brilliant to be here. I follow you also, and obviously I know you from my group, and um, yeah, it's brilliant to be here. And and do you know what's lovely? Because you're not in the UK, you're based somewhere else. So we're going to cover today all about where your journey started, where you are now, and how you have created this amazing business that helps personal stylists like myself, because... You know, I purchased your color analysis online, which I use now and I used throughout, you know, the the two years that were a little bit more rocky, as we call it. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. So, Aileen, I would love to know where you started your journey as, you know, the, the personal stylist, which then rolled into the business mentor and the countries that you have lived in, because it's kind of grown from there, hasn't it? It really has. So as you can hear, I'm originally from Ireland. So I'm from a tiny little village called um, Manister in the south of Ireland. I come from a huge family of 11 kids. um, And I come from a farming background. So I've come a long way, Lisa, is what I'm saying here. Um, I um, initially moved to, to Bahrain in the Middle East, and I worked in a manufacturing company there. I was trained as a biochemical engineer and I worked in manufacturing there and then myself and my then boyfriend who's now my husband we moved to Singapore and I worked actually in an infant formula startup Wyeth in Singapore um, for over 10 years uh, before I became a personal stylist. Wow! So my journey started when I saw an amazing uh, image consultant Jill Lowe in Singapore do a color demonstration So she basically came into the manufacturing plant and there was about 150 of us in the auditorium, I think. And she did a little color demo at the the top of um, the auditorium. And I was hooked from the get go. So the next time my mom visited um, Singapore, I dragged her along to get her colors done. 
we we both had our colors done and I actually loved the experience but I thought oh my god I could just do that so much better that's that's what I thought (laughs) Uh, so that was the the spark of the idea that got me to kind of um, pursue it further and then my husband was doing a trade show um, somewhere in Singapore and right next to his booth was an image consultant and she uh, basically was providing color and style and all the things. And I, I basically took um, that time. It was an at-home study program. And there wasn't too many of them, Lisa, for no, color. No, there wasn't, was there? It was Bernice Kentner. This was back in 2004. It was Bernice Kentner in the U.S. And she had this at-home color program. And it was the four kind of seasons and that's where my, my journey really started. I um, learned how to do color analysis really myself, although I did have brilliant guidance for Bernice. So I used to, you know, do um, a case study and I would send it to Bernice and she would correct it with red pen and send it back to me. And it really and truly, it was a fabulous way to, to learn. You know, I learned how to mix the colors, um, you know, because nobody was you know, breathing down my throat or there was nobody to say you have to do it this way. I think I learned my own way of doing it and I understood it really well. And that was really the start of my journey. I love what you said there, though, when you said I saw this lady and I thought I could do it better. And I can really (laughs) resonate with that, though, because I remember when I did my training as an image consultant, you know, years and years and years ago, the lady said, and how are you going to do this? I said very differently to how you've trained me. (laughs) (laughs) because I you know I had like you I had the basics but then you can evolve it to suit you and the business model that you want to go ahead with can't you so so you literally started with the passion for the colors yes it was it was really colors that pulled me in and honestly to this day color is still the backbone of my business because I just love it. I just love it. And I think it's a fabulous place for any personal stylist to start. You know, even in your branding, if you have an understanding of color, I think it pulls people in immediately. And it's an easy way to kind of express yourself. And we use color in everything. And yeah, I just absolutely loved it from the get go. So I started training personal stylists in color around 2010 in Singapore. Okay. So I took Bernice's system. She allowed me to use it as long as I promoted her products. And I actually trained, I started training personal stylists to do face-to-face color analysis. And again, I absolutely loved it. And it's kind of been that common thread in my business the whole way through. That's really interesting, isn't it? But you're so right, because color can make such an impact and different colors, you know, whether it's certain colors can be welcoming, they can be trustworthy, they can be empathic, they can be formal, they can be rigid, they can be, it's amazing the the impact a color can make. And if you said to, you know, somebody that you meet, can you remark, can you think of somebody you've just met? What do you remember about them? They could say, oh, they had a yellow handbag Mm. or, oh my goodness, they were wearing a red jacket. They wouldn't just say they were wearing a jacket. They would be like, they're wearing this color. And Mm. I think it's, it it does have a major impact on, you know, how people feel. Because again, 
the right color, doesn't it? Give someone that wonderful feeling because they look in the mirror and they, they love that light, bright, clear face that they see looking back at them. So it is, color is, I totally agree that wearing the right color makes such a massive impact. Massive difference yeah. in terms of how healthy you look, how much less makeup you have to wear, um, oftentimes, even it's like psychologically, psychological, how comfortable you feel. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm wearing my summer colors in the right level of contrast, I feel like myself. I feel comfortable. I feel calm. I'm ready to take on the world. But put me into like stronger colors that don't kind of go with my natural coloring. And I'm struggling. I'm kind of a fish out of water. Yeah, yeah. So you you built this wonderful client base in Singapore. How long were you in Singapore? So I was in I was in Singapore for um, eighteen years. For eighteen years. But don't forget, I was working for those first ten yep. years in um, infant formula manufacture, working yep. down on the production floor in manufacturing. Um, and I had the, my image business in Singapore, Singapore for about eight years before, um, I moved here to the South of France. So yeah, I had amazing clientele in Singapore. Um, I, because it's kind of a city state, you know, there was a huge population to work with. So there was, and there was loads of expats and, Honestly, mostly we resonate with people that are like us. So I worked a lot with the expats, a lot with small business owners, because they were the people who resonated with me. Um, And then in 2017, we moved to the south of France to be closer to our families in Ireland. So the boys could, um, I have two boys, um, a 13-year-old and a 10-year-old. We wanted more nature for them. We wanted them um, to go to a smaller, more compact school. And yeah, we adore it here because they can cycle to school and we have a very much outdoor life here. Did Sorry, in in Singapore, did you have a a, a face-to-face personal styling business as well as online or were you? I had no online business before. Ah. Yeah, yeah. in Singapore, Ah. it was only face-to-face. I was very much like traditional image consultant stroke personal stylist. I was trained traditionally. Um, The way we got business was... A bit like, um, you know, when I saw the lady giving the color demonstration, I used to do that exact same thing. I would go around to the country clubs. I would go around to the fairs. I would work with like smaller businesses and I would do little color demos face to face. And I had a little office on Orchard Road and people would come in and see me. And I actually ended up training a couple of consultants that worked with me. I had a Japanese consultant um, and I had another lovely Australian lady. And they worked with me and we did color analysis and I had a makeup artist at one stage because it just wasn't my thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I had built up a kind of a face to face business in Singapore. I'd never worked online. You, If you think back to, to then, like we had a website and Facebook was kind of yeah, yeah. just getting off the ground, but there really wasn't an online presence other than your website. I, I used to send out a newsletter um, once a week yeah so I'm really intrigued now so then when you came <laughs> when you came to France when you start when you moved to the south of France that must have been wow you know because it's isn't in it? more ways than one Lisa <laughs> yeah. 
Because you landed with actually no business because you had no, no clients as such because obviously everything else was face-to-face from Singapore. So I'm, I'm so interested. How did you then, what did you then decide to do when you literally uh, unpacked your boxes and, and kind of got your house sorted? Right. So uh, the first thing to say, Lisa, is I'm not a home. I'm not like um, happy to stay at home. I've always worked and I need to work and it's my sanity. So very, very quickly after getting here, I realized, (laughs) oh, my God, I need to do something. So I decided in all my wisdom, Lisa, um, I had actually taken a little break from personal styling because I wasn't really making a huge go of it to be honest after the children so I had started I had taken a break and I was working with my husband just before I left Singapore I was working with him in his business completely different business I was kind of doing HR for him and social media and different things but when we moved here to the south of France there really was um, no position available for me in his company anymore. And the truth is I was well and truly ready to move on, (laughs) say no more. And uh, then um, I decided I was going to go back to manufacturing, Lisa. Oh, really? I decided I am not going back into image consulting. It's just I'll be starting from scratch. I know how difficult it is to build up a business you know, the traditional way I had done this before, this is going to be tears and fears right here. So I decided, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go back into manufacturing. But Lisa, could I get a job without French? Absolutely not. I did interviews. I did everything I could for six months. But the universe was basically telling me, this is not for you. You know, this is not working for you. So some friends of mine came and visited me here in France and they saw how miserable I was. And my friend Janet said to me, Eileen, go back into your business. You loved your business. It's going to be hard work, but I've never seen you happier than when you have your business. But I was reluctant, Lisa. I was very reluctant. I knew what needed to be done. And it was just, I didn't know if I had the energy, you know, at this stage to start all over again. But I did. I started and I went back to the traditional model I started like doing my little color demos. I started doing my little workshops. I started, you know, doing the talks and the cafes and all the rest of us. But honestly, Lisa, it was murderous here. It was murderous. And it was a very different market here. And there wasn't a lot of, there just wasn't a big audience. There really wasn't a big audience. So I realized fairly quickly, you know, this is not working. This is totally not working. So I was actually in a group on Facebook and I saw that there were some girls talking about online color analysis. There were some personal styles talking about that they did online color analysis. But to be honest, Lisa, at that point, it was getting a massive amount of bad press. Yeah. There was lots of talk. This doesn't work. Yeah. But actually, I started helping them. Because when they posted the pictures, when we talked about um, the different people, I was able to immediately see there is a way to do this. And I started, people started actually messaging me and asking for my help. And I realized, oh my God, there's a wide open gap here. Nobody is training this. Why is nobody training it? And but there was massive fear also. Yeah, yeah. There was a huge fear. Oh my God, I was in AICI, you know, I knew many personal styles around the world. 
Um, and I was afraid I'd be excommunicated because it was very new yes. and there was a lot yeah. of very loud voices saying it doesn't work. work. Yeah. But, you know, I hadn't an option, Lisa. I said, okay, I'm going to try this myself. And if it works and if I can get clients and if I can get happy clients, I'm going to run with this. So initially it was just about me doing online color analysis. So I went and I did online color analysis for clients. And then other people started asking me, how are you doing that? And that's where my five weeks to online color uh, program basically started. Um, and I, I created the program based on what worked for me. And I had five people in that first round of the program. And it's just gone from success to success. So many consultants have come and trained with me and are now working online, which is amazing. But do you know what I think is really interesting? You're so honest um, that, you know, there, there, is, there was bad press about online color analysis because... There still uh, is, actually, yeah. Lisa, to a lesser extent, but it's still out there. Yeah, yeah, because stylists um, or image consultants, they, they've kind of been trained with the drapes, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But I think sometimes there's that saying, isn't there? If you've always done what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And what's lovely is you came at the product that you've created through doing it yourself. Yes. You didn't just come up with this product and go, yeah, 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 we can do this. Because you actually created it because you did it and I think that's a big difference isn't it because what happens is you you come with experience you've tried it you've tested it you've tweaked it so so the stylists now that are coming through that program it's like a well-oiled machine because you've got it to the point of you know where you want it to get to and and I think it's really interesting you know even from my point of view, I, I work with the colored drapes for those ladies that I can get to quite easily. You know, I find it really interesting how my drapes are, you know, seat belted into my car sometimes. And you know, when you go around that corner, <laughs> like and think, child. yeah, 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 exactly. And you think they're seat belted in, but please, if I go around that corner, do not fall off because I don't want to put you back in the order that they're in. So it, I think that like, you, you know, there is this wonderful, kind of market for everybody because you know I have got the clients who I work with online and the clients that I work with face to face for all consultations and I think that's where you know it it kind of grounds itself and then for you you know with this wonderful program that you have we then went through dare we say it a couple of years ago where you know, everybody's face-to-face business ground to a halt. Yes. For reasons that we all know. And and I think that's the first time I came into contact with you because I was thinking, right, okay, you know, as a stylist, I've lost my face-to-face, but what else can I do? What, how, and, and mine came from how can I continue to help my clients? That's where it came from because ladies were still working because they were doing their their Zoom, they were working from home. They still wanted to look good. They still wanted to feel good. And that's where, you know, I came into contact with you originally. Um, So did you see more stylists come to you at that point? Um, Who actually came to you is one word, but were more open to online colour analysis? 
Yeah, you know, Lisa, from the get-go, and I started like about a year before yeah, COVID yeah, but you providing say. my program, but there was kind of a steady flow. There was huge interest in it from the get-go because, I mean, when you think of it, there are personal stylists all over the world. And one of the things that I talked a lot about and still talk about all the time is niching down. Yeah. But it's very, very difficult to niche down if you're just relying on your local community. But if you want to niche down and be very specific in what you provide, um, online services made so much more sense. You know, so if you wanted to target, you know, um, you know, women who are divorced, for instance, or, you know, women who are, you know, um, going through the menopause or very, very specific niches, um, having access to the whole world makes a lot more sense than trying to stick to your local community. And I understood that, and I was able to point it out quite clearly that, you know, if you're not working online, I understand that you have to keep your niche very wide. It was really the opportunity to go online that allowed people to become much more niche. Yeah. And and um, I think, like you said, become more niche, because then if you, if you look at, like you, we've said, Facebook groups, Instagram, there are even, you know, if you look at Facebook, there are so many groups. There's a group for everything, menopausal yes. women, um, women in business. So you, you absolutely can't, you, you can become, you know, members of those groups because your services will apply to them. So like you said, when you niche, there's always a group that you can niche into. Absolutely. And the other key thing um, I think is that you can, you know, separate yourself from the pack. You know, you can stand out from everyone else out there because you can master your niche at a very deep level. So you just keep understanding it more, learning more, developing excellence around helping your client with their problem. So you become very, very unique and very special because you have mastered your skills at a very deep level. Whereas when you stay broad, it, it tends to stay quite surface level. Um, and it's, it's actually much more difficult to market when you haven't niched down. Because then you are jack of all trades, but master. You're jack of all trades. You don't really come across as an expert. You know, there's nothing kind of different about you. Um, whereas when you niche down, when you get really clear in your niche, when you get really clear about your zone of genius and what you're good at, it's so much easier to market. You can talk all day when you get to that level. Yeah, absolutely. So we, we've spoken about your wonderful colour and how it all came about. Yes. But tell me more now about what you're doing now, because I'm sure having listened to you and, and watched you, there is the cogs that go around your brain constantly. <laughs> or, you know, what can I do? And I think from, from your point of view, a lot of it is how can I help, which I think is massive. You know, from my point, it's how do I help my clients? Yours is how do I help personal stylists help their clients so where what what have you what are you working on at the moment what have you got up your sleeve what what what, what have you got planned for the future okay so maybe <laughs> to bridge a little bit from the online color analysis to really what I spend a lot of my time doing now so what I found was that 
Once I had thought personal stylists how to do online color, they really struggled to um, market themselves and sell themselves and get their their word the word out to the world about what they did. So that's how I ended up moving into the business mentoring because I realized it's brilliant to have the technical skill, but if you can't market and promote yourself, then you're in trouble. Um, So my signature program now is the six figure stylist where I help, you know, personal stylists create um, a unique online program um, that generally speaking is based on group coaching so that, you know, they can sell this program over and over again, all over the world and, and really generate consistent 10K months because there is this misconception in the personal styling industry as well that you can't make good money as a personal stylist. I totally refute this and I've seen it with myself and I've seen it with my clients Um, Being a personal stylist can be very, very lucrative if you know how. So that's what I focus a lot of my time on now. So I have my um, six-figure stylist program and um, my new thing (laughs) is my um, six-figure stylist retreat, which has kind of been a dream of mine for a while now, but COVID kind of put um, a cap on that for a while. But it's happening in October down here in the south of France. Um, I'm going to be helping uh, personal stylists to create a passive income product because I'm a huge fan of allowing personal stylists work right into their 70s and 80s as well. And I want to leave a legacy where, you know, um, personal stylists have a lucrative business and they can work right into their 70s and 80s because, most personal stylists I know are so passionate and they do such good in the world. Um, I just feel I get all goose pimples even thinking about them. So my big goals right now are helping them create financial freedom and time freedom. You do not have to work, you know, 12 hours a day um, to have a really lucrative income. So I'm all about group coaching. I'm all about passive income and I'm all about developing that excellence where you can, you know, charge higher prices um, for what you're providing. So my mission is really to pass everything I know on to personal stylists around the world and help them achieve what I've achieved in a short time. Like we're talking 2017, Lisa, when, when I restarted my image business. And it was really June 2018 before I went online. So your, your program... Uh, the six figure program how yes. long does it last for then so it's basically a six month mentorship okay. program okay so it's a mentorship program but it's a yep. group mentorship program very small group um uh, so it's six month mentorship and then access to the materials like for 12 months um and really um that was the, the I kept it six months. It started out as 12 and I realized actually 12 months is too long. People can create a program and get it out there and start getting money in the door within three months. So the other three months is really just to refine it and to um, make it um, really scalable and repeatable, leverage what you already have. Yeah, I think I think, you know, as a personal stylist, you know, it's really interesting what you're saying, because, you know, 
we all love doing what we do. We love it. Yeah, because oh, we, so passionate. You know, we make a difference. And that, that's it from, you know, giving that lady confidence to go for a job interview or, you know, working with um, a client for her brand photo shoot. So she knows that when she goes to meet the photographer, she's going to look stunning. You know, a lot of it is we love doing that because we know we can make a difference just because of the knowledge and the expertise that we've either trained in or we, we've gained throughout our years in business but and I think it's really interesting what you say about you know as we all get older you know our we can keep well on top of the trends and the styles but our knowledge base just grows so you just build and build and build on this knowledge base which is why from a pricing point of view we can charge the pricing that we do based on the value the knowledge and the expertise rather, you know, because that's what we've gained over the years of, you know, for me, 17 years in business, you know, it's like people say, well, how do you know what's in the shops? Well, because I spend time in the shops, you know, when I'm personal shopping, I look around the stores, what have they got? What colors have they got? How is it going to work for these specific clients? Um, And it goes back to the same as online as well. You know, we all look, for online shopping, but we look at how can we really help? <clears throat> and this is another thing that, that you know, I think you're, you're very, very good at when you, you say, you know, what, what a personal stylist is good at. We can help people save money. We can help people make money. We can help people have more time during the days. You know, all that type of thing sounds really silly. As personal stylists, we know, right? but we need somebody sometimes to tell us that we know. And I think that's, you know, having you as a business mentor works so well for so many personal stylists who may not have even thought about it because, you know, we all do it, don't we? We all go along our daily jobs doing what we do. We create content or like me, I I work with my clients. I have discovery calls, et cetera. But there is nothing like a business mentor who says, have you thought of this? Why don't you do this? And suddenly the the light bulb goes, oh my goodness, I would never have thought of that. Which is why what you do is so important to stylists, I think. Yeah, and I think it's also like a lot of this is because I experienced it myself, Lisa. You know, I was a personal stylist for many years. I understand, I understand my ideal client. And I think that's the key to niching down is to really understand who your ideal client is, what problems they're facing and how you can simply, simply help them to solve those problems. So one of the things, one of the problems I had myself is I was a brilliant personal stylist, but I wasn't a brilliant businesswoman. I was like really bad at the business bit and I used to kind of bury my head in the sand around money and like actually making it profitable and wanted it, but didn't really know how. Um, So that was a gap that I had to work on for myself. And it's a gap that I see that I have to work with, with many of the personal stylists that I work with, because it's not enough to be a brilliant personal stylist. If you want to make money in your business, you have to be a business person first and a personal stylist second, or at least on a par, uh, yeah. because otherwise 
you won't be able to do it for the longer term. How long can you continue to be a personal stylist and just bring in pocket money? Um, so this was my one of the, my big pain points. And it was one of the reasons why I was reluctant to start my business. Um, and I'm sure there's lots of personal stylists maybe out there now thinking, will I pack it in? And I want to reassure you that there's absolutely hope and you can have a very lucrative business and you can work every day doing uh, doing the work that you love. And that makes a massive difference in the world, the positivity it brings, the income it brings to other women. Because like I, I, you, you made a great point, Lisa. One of the points you made was that personal styles don't really understand the value of what they're providing. But the way I look at it, uh, one personal stylist that I worked with recently, she helps women get visible. She's the, she get, helps women get visible as the face of their business. Yeah, that is life changing for her clients. They are bringing in massive money because of the work that she does. But initially she couldn't see when I said to her, how do you help your clients make money? She couldn't see that because it was a little bit indirect. Mm-hmm. But we all help our clients reach their goals and I think that that's really really important to bring that out in your marketing message Um, and it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be you know all about fancy branding or anything like that we I believe as small business owners we're actually our own brand I am my brand yes so you know it's all about you know um, getting to a point yourself where you can be visible Um, And then um, helping your ideal client be the same, be the face of whoever she needs to be, whether that's get through a messy divorce and turn up in court or, you know, um, children with ease and grace and turn up at the school gate or, you know, be the CEO of her business, whatever it is that she needs to do. We are the people to help her to do that. And it's, it's just amazing. The work and, and do you know what? I, I was going about to wrap this podcast up, but then I suddenly had another thought. Oh, another <laughs> <Yes>. question. <laughs> no, no, you know, when you go another thought. And do you know what's really interesting? I think as women, sometimes, uh, not, not personal stylists, but as women, we sometimes just need to go, do you know what? We are great and we need to put the value into ourselves. So for me, yes. you know, you see a lot of clients, you know, we've all had it. We've all get inquiries, right? And we, people say, oh, I'd love to work with you on a wardrobe or I'm not sure how to wear this, etc." But then sometimes when you give the price, they, they bulk a little bit and they, they step back. But actually, Ladies that work with personal stylists, it's an investment because the investment is lifelong because the difference we can make, they're lessons that are learned. They're not lessons that they learn for two minutes and then forget. It will carry on through with you. So whether as a stylist, I'm working with a client on color or I'm helping educate them on the right styles and shapes for their body shape or helping them how to create a capsule wardrobe or but it's about an investment that we as women make in ourselves, isn't it to then for, for the greater good because when we're happy when we're confident we are a better mother wife um, businesswoman, all that type of thing. Yes, absolutely. Unbelievable. And actually, if you think about it, 
the best investments are the investments we make into ourselves yep. because they come back a hundredfold. They give us the confidence to turn up and do what we need to do to be fulfilled in our life. And when we're fulfilled in our life, oh my God, are women a positive force in the world. Oh. When I'm happy and contented and enjoy because of what I do, my family benefits, uh, financially, but also in just the positivity and uh, the example that we're showing our children. I have two boys. And, you know, just, just to be able to show them um, that, you know, we can be just as strong as men. We can provide everything, you know, that a man can provide and that not running down the men, but, you know, that there's a space, a huge space for us. Half the space is there for us and that we can provide all these things too. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And what a great way to bring the podcast to a close, because you and I could probably talk forever. We um, could do that. <laughs> we could. But um, before we finish, you know, I would love for any personal stylist that is listening to this thinking, oh, wow, I really need to touch base with you. Where is the best place for um, a, a personal stylist or anybody, actually, if they'd like to come to you, um, Aileen? Is it, is it LinkedIn? Is it a website? Just share where. Yeah. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So just key in Aileen Lane. I have um, a private Facebook group for um, personal stylists and image consultants around the world. That's almost at a thousand. I do free training in there every week. And um, you're very welcome to join me there as well. So just pop me a message and I'll direct you where you need to go. Okay, perfect. And for anyone, if you didn't catch any of that, all of Aileen's um, social media is in the show notes. So if you want to go back, they're in the show notes, you can click on them and it will take you direct to the platform that you, you prefer to make contact with her. Um, thank you so much. I have had a whale of a time chatting to you and I've been dying thank to talk you, to you. Um, so I hope everyone has enjoyed that. I hope you've taken some things away from both myself and Aileen and I look forward to catching up with you again soon everybody have a wonderful day and thank you for listening bye-bye bye thank you so much for listening to my podcast the pocket stylist I really hope you enjoyed this episode if you'd like to know more about working with me then why not book a discovery call with me via my website lisatalbert.co.uk and I look forward to welcoming you back next week. Bye-bye.